Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. Hello, guys. I'm Exploring the Prophetic, my explorers. We are on Exploring the Prophetic today, and I have an exciting, awesome show today because one of the things I talk about quite a bit is we don't hear from God because we don't listen. In comes Michelle Anora, who is an author and a speaker, and she's she has five best-selling books. I'm reading her bio as we're talking but she also started the school or the Center for the Prophetic Listening, which is an executive coaching organization, which helps people to hear God for themselves. Most of these are believers. Some are pre-believers. And what she's going after right now is something that I've only heard a few other groups doing, but none doing this way, which is to not just be like a prophetic consultant or somebody who hears God for organizations, but helps people in transition moments or times of you know breakthrough needs to actually to actually hear God for themselves. And I think this is exciting because this is a prototype. God is speaking in our generation. We need to train and equip and release people to do it. And she's doing it outside the normal church boundaries of starting a prayer ministry team at church. She's doing it as a, a coach or a consultant, which I think there's lots of room for this. So I'm excited to have her on today. I think you're going to be really excited to listen to her story, why she's doing what she's doing. She has this rich background, Nigerian family who moved to America and expected a very different career path for her. And yet they got the daughter that they have now, who's just amazing. You're going to love the story. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I have my guest. I'm so excited to talk to you, Michelle Anora. Michelle you're doing something that I, I think is a real forerunner that a lot of people want to do, which is you do prophetic consulting and you help people to really make decisions and track with God over their prophetic and their spiritual journeys in a way that I don't, I only know like two other groups that are doing what you're doing. So I am oh, wow. so glad to talk to you today. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. You're, you're from the same area you live. Do you live in LA? Um, I'm actually kind of bi-coastal right now. Uh, okay. I'm in San Diego um, part of the year, and then the other part, I'm in New York. Okay. I just asked because I know you're a creative person too. You've written a bunch of novels. Yes. And I think it's so cool that you have the creative side, but you also have this like this gift to help people through just really hard times and really, really beautiful times of breakthrough. And so I think that's really cool that there's both in you because I relate to that a lot, which is really cool. Take me on your journey. Like how did this all happen to where you... I mean, your job, job occupation, there's not a lot of prototypes. So how did you go from get there, but where did you start out? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I started off in uh, a Nigerian family and we were very much a traditional sort of 
um, doctor, lawyer, engineer, those are your mm -hmm. options um, for a career. But thankfully, my parents were a little bit more flexible. And right. um, when it came time for college, I went to um, Biola up in LA. Oh, we love Biola. Yeah. And, uh, and I was at a place where I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? Because I was super creative. I was you know, writing um, for fun. I did some modeling on the side. So I was constantly exploring kind of what my giftings were. And um, I'll never forget, the Lord basically directed me and he said, um, I'm not going to give you the entire blueprint, <laughs> even though you want it, you're yeah. not going to get the A to Z. Uh, and it's going to be a very circuitous route. And I'll never forget, um, telling a friend, I feel like God is a GPS. Like anytime that I go in the wrong direction, he's like, okay, rerouting and we'll just That's get you back awesome. where you need to be. So, uh, anyway, I started off writing novels and that's what I did full time for a couple years. Um, I wrote about five books in two years and wow. they were doing really well. Yeah, it was pretty prolific. Um, and they were doing really well. And I thought storytelling, this is my, my horse. This is what I'm, I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And then the Lord was like, okay, and we're done with that for now. Yeah. Um, and that brought me out to uh, San Diego in my mid twenties. And he led me on a journey of what I call radical obedience. And um, there was a season where I, from one day to the next, I didn't know, um, how I was going to pay my bills, how, uh, where I was going to live or how long I was going to live in a certain place, but he was providing every step of the way. And it was one of those true stretching times, but out of yeah. that period, that's where prophetic listening, which is what I do now, um, was birthed. And so I started okay. meeting. That must've been really tough though, coming from the family you came from, because they're, they're looking for you to take responsibility, probably get a master's or a PhD in something and then go and pursue that as a 30 year career. And instead, yeah. you're living by faith, which is not only controversial prior to your family structure, but it's controversial to a lot of Christians who, when all of a sudden yeah. you decide to walk with God and say, God's providing for me, that that actually, a lot of Christians get afraid. They like kind of turn, I've done it. I've lived by faith. So I understand a little yeah. bit of that journey where it's like, wait a minute, I am completely dependent on the Holy Spirit right now. And I would have people roll their eyes like, oh, you're one of them. Because if you're not a missionary <laughs> in a third world nation, you shouldn't live by faith ever in a lot of Christians' estimation. But I think it's cool because a lot of your depth of your story sounds like it came from that obedience to where yeah. you watch God. So tell us like some of the, the key moments of that journey of really when you were just in a faith season that way. I know you're still in a faith season, but it's different now. Yeah, so I'll never forget. I, um, I was working a corporate job and I was doing the responsible thing. Um, absolutely hated every minute of it, but the Lord, <laughs> I remember him telling me, you're going to leave on the 17th of 2017. And wow. I was thinking, oh, it'll be December 17th, right? When we get the bonus, I'll be able to like out, have my bonus, be set up. And it ended up being July 17th oh, wow. of 2017. And I'll never forget leaving that office and driving up and pulling up behind this truck. And on the back of, on the bumper, it said, be not afraid. Mm. And, um, and I, I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. And it was definitely a, a sense of relief, but also um, excitement for what he was about to do. And then um, that quickly morphed into, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> because he made it very clear to me that I wasn't to re-enter the corporate sector, 
that um, there were plans that he had for me, but that I needed to really keep my ear to the ground and listen to him. And uh, in 2018, I was living in an apartment. I was working um, a a ghostwriting job for a pastor. And um, this is the part that I, that the, the real radical obedience came in because um, I ended up losing my, my job, my apartment and my car in the span of about six weeks. Wow. And uh, basically my employer ghosted me (laughs) and but the whole time it was happening, the Lord kept telling me, be still and trust me and I will provide. And he would not let up on the be still part. And mm-hmm. he was very specific. If you go out and look for look for a nine to five, if you ask your parents for help, by the way, my parents had no idea what was going on. Um, yeah. And that was sort of the thing that I needed to learn early on was to not clue them in on certain things because all they would speak is was doubt into the situation. Um, my dad more so than my mom. My mom is, is a real um, true believer at this point, but I lost um, my, my home, my car, like everything. It was, it was basically a divine stripping and uh, I'll never forget feeling so angry <laughs> at sure. what was happening and angry yeah. at the Lord. And I was tempted to um, to go back east, and I remember telling the Lord, you know, I'm done with this radical obedience thing. This is what it's produced. This is not cool. Like, and I was always the type who made straight A's. I was always very responsible. So um, there was a little voice that was also condemning me of like, hmm, are you sure you heard God? Wow. Are you sure you were being obedient? Yeah. Are you sure you were? So it was one of those things. And uh, I'll never forget there was a group of women who came up to me after a church service and um, they said, we just feel led to pray over you. Can we, can we pray over you and minister to you? And they started pouring out these prophetic words. And it was such um, a timely word because one of them said, I just hear the name Jonah. And I get the sense that you're trying to go, you're, you're inclined to go in a different direction, but it would basically be the opposite direction of where God wants you to go. And he spoke to me and he said, if you go back east at this time, I will bless you, but you will have missed out on my best for you. And Ooh. wow, that was tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like you're disappointed and you're frustrated. And then all of a sudden he's like, just wait a little longer. That's a, that's a tough one. I'm sure it many of you who are listening as far as God asking us to do impossible things that are against our grain. I mean, I think that's good on you that you said yes, because a lot of people don't. Yeah. And we never talk about those stories when someone knows they've missed out on something because they didn't obey. We don't talk about those very often even on the show, but I love that you said yes. Yes. So what happened? So I, I decided to stay. I thankfully had, um, one friend who got a just divinely placed in my life at that moment. And she said, Hey, you can stay on my couch and let's just see what God has for you. It's a true LA story. Yes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I, so I stayed on her couch and almost immediately the Lord told me, I want you to, to write, um, a book. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Mm. (laughs) I just lost my home. I just lost, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything except get a job and get back on my feet and be normal. I want to be a normal human being. 
(laughs) And he kept insisting for me to write this book. And there were strangers who would come up to me and say, I really feel like I want you to write, write a book. And, um, and so I kept resisting for about four weeks. My back kept getting worse on my friend's couch. Mm -hmm. And finally the Lord told me in no uncertain terms, if you don't write this book, I'm not going to answer any of your prayers, any of your requests. I'm going to stonewall you. Like you're not, you're not going to go anywhere. So I wrote the book in two weeks after that. (laughs) And uh, two days after I finished the first draft, I was at a church service and um, there was a woman praying over me in the prayer ministry. She looks up at me and and we were praying about my living situation and everything that was going on. And she looks up at me and she goes, I really feel like the Lord wants you to stay with me. I live in Del Mar. I have a room that's available. You could stay there rent free. And I stayed there for almost a year. And that was the beginning seeds of the prophetic listening because she was going through her own God test, the biggest test um, of her life up until that point. She went from earning six figures to not knowing how she was going to pay her rent. Mm -hmm. And we started listening to the Lord together. And it was crazy because she was old enough to be my mom, but she had been in such a corporate business mode of God helps those who help themselves, you know, leaving the lie. And, uh, and so she had no idea how to fully trust him. And here I was coming out of one of the biggest tests of my life and not really knowing how this was going to end up. And I remember asking the Lord, why on earth would you put me in a situation (laughs) in another tenuous situation where I don't know if she's going to be able to keep her home. And that means, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep, you know, this, this new home. But he worked it out and we just started listening together. We started doing prophetic listening almost every day and we did it for eight months. And there were times when she would pull out boxes to pack up her stuff because she's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to lose my home. I don't know what's going to happen. And I would come up behind her and put them back. I'm like, no, God told you. Stay in house. <laughs> That's a good friend. You, I heard him. You heard him. You need to obey. <laughs> and uh, it was really intense. It was really intense, but he came up and he showed off and, and showed out. And by the time I finished working with her, um, she was making more money in her business than she had in the nine years uh, since she'd started it. Wow. And she kept her home. Uh, God gave her favor with her, her landlord. Uh, she was able to not only pay off what she owed, but she was able to pay six months in advance. Um, wow. in terms of what she owed and she was able to keep her car. I mean, God just completely flooded her situation and really showed us the power of obedience. And that was the first fruit of prophetic listening and, and what I do now. So the book you were on two weeks, was that the prophetic listening book? No, it was another book. It was another book that had, uh, um, kind of a controversial title. <laughs> um, do we get to hear it or no? Yeah, the book is called WTF God. And um, it's called WTF God, (laughs) Understanding God in the Midst of Transition. And it's basically uh, the whole idea of everybody has WTF God moments where they're just like, what is happening? Where are you in this? Who are you in in my situation? And um, it's a real testimony, though, of his faithfulness and also his ability to handle those authentic moments where we're really kind of shaking our, our fists at him, not to do it all the time, obviously, but, um, I love David because I, I love reading passages where he's just pouring out 
everything that's happening inside of him. And yet he's still turning to the Lord and saying, I'm still going to trust you. Yeah. It's, I love that too. I think it's like, I, I, when I was pastoring here in, in Los Angeles, one of the women who I'm just still friends with to this day, she's uh, an actress and, and lives in Vancouver now, but she came out as an educator. She was a, a master's degree in education and wanted to change the education in her state. And God told her in the middle of that, after she got her degree and everything else, she never even studied acting. You're an actress. And she was like, it was a, one of those moments of your book title. She's like, what in the heck? Why are you? And he said, you want to learn how to listen to me. I'm going to give you, you know, a different life than you would have chosen for yourself. So mm-hmm. she came out and she was doing a great work. So it wasn't bad what she was doing at all. And when she yeah. came out, I remember at one point, she was complaining to me as a friend and also a pastor. She's like, all my friends in education are like, one's in or the state educational board, one's in charge of this, one's in charge. Because they all had like PhDs together. They all like, they were going to change the world together. And she's like, I'm working at Starbucks. Mm. And I, you know, like, why am I working at Starbucks as with someone? I know she had a master's degree, not a PhD. With a master's degree in education, this is stupid. Yeah. And I yeah. said, well, your friends, were they Christians? She's like, no, they're not Christians. I said, Did, so they're, they're arriving to the top that their talent could take them but you're looking for a God result. So you're actually having to listen to him because you, you could have arrived to the top of your talent would take you, but you mm-hmm. said yes to God, you surrendered. So your process is going to be different because you're looking for a different result. And immediately, like I it was speaking to me, like what I told her, because I was in a process myself that I was like questioning God on going, why, why are you, why are you taking me the long way around the mountain type thing? You know? Yeah. And as soon as I said to her, I'm like, wait, Oh, wait a minute, I am looking for your results in my life, which I love that comes back to. And I want to, I want to kind of get there. Tell us about why did you start the center for prophetic listening? Like talk about this, because to me, majority of Christians, when Martin Luther nailed his thesis on the Wittenberg door and said, we're all justified by our own faith. We should, you know, we don't need a priest. We don't need someone to read the Bible for us. We can connect to God ourselves. We can pray ourselves and we can read the Bible, but no one ever took it into until now part of praying is hearing, not just talking. And so like, I feel like now our generation is starting to get that where it's like, we have to hear from God. We can't look for our pastor or a friend at church or a spiritual mother or father to tell us what to do. We are accountable to hear God and know what he's yeah. put inside of us. And that's part of our relationship with God. And I think that's more relevant now than ever. So I really love the idea of what you're doing because I feel like we're justified by our own faith in what we hear and reading the Bible, but also hearing from God himself. So kind of take us on the journey. Why? Why start this and what, where did it come from? Oh, you told us a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, long story short, it came from him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I no intention of ever being a coach similar to your friend. I, I had no desire or, um, inclination to, to be a coach or to own a coaching business or to do any type of consulting. And, um, I remember one time uh, there was a, a, a local prophet who spoke over me and said, I just see you uh, coaching people. And the word coaching mm-hmm. kept coming up during the season of my life. It was actually towards the tail end of this radical obedience season. Not that that ever ends, by the way, but um, more towards the tail end of the, the, intensive, the intensive of it. Um, and I just remember getting that word and being like, coach? <laughs> Uh, so I ultimately started the center though, because I, I was doing it organically already. I was doing the prophetic listening sessions. Anyone, anytime somebody would come up to me and say, I have a really tough decision to make, 
or I don't know where I'm supposed to live, or I feel like I'm in transition and I, I don't exactly know what's going on or, or where God is in this. And there were actually some, some non-believers who I spoke wow. with and they wow. were like, yeah, I have to make an investment decision and I don't know what to do. And every single time I would feel Holy Spirit pricking me, like, listen with them, listen with them, listen with them. Wow. So it was a very organic process. And then at the end of 2019, the Lord just emblazoned it on my spirit. I want you to formalize this. And I want you to create a center and a hub where people can come and receive this and receive um, and, and experience the power of hearing me for themselves. So mm -hmm. I think the beauty of prophetic listening is that the way that my coaches and I set it up, it's not that we're just listening and giving them a word, which you can get at church, which is awesome. But we're also training our clients on how they best hear God speak. We talk to okay. them about what we call listening styles. So different people hear God in different ways. And sometimes people don't realize that. So for example, my own mom, who uh, loves the Lord, um, got saved in her middle age. And she, for a number of years, she had no idea how she heard God. She studied his word. She loves his word. But she wanted to hear his rhema word. And every time yeah. she would try to listen, she had no idea Uh how to hear God speak. And I remember her telling me, I just don't hear the Lord. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. God is speaking to you. You may not know how you hear him, but he is speaking to you. And uh, with prophetic listening, we help our clients discover their listening style. Some people hear him telepathically. Other people hear, um, or we call it still small voice in, in the church, yeah. as you know. Um, other people hear him through music. I hear him through lyrics to songs sometimes. Uh, other people get images. And so whatever their style is or multiple styles, we help them discover that. And then we tackle the specific questions with them. And so they have a safe zone and space to hear the Lord speak. We get rid of any type of demonic or counterfeit spirits that would try to infiltrate that time so that they know when they're listening, they can listen confidently and just write down whatever they're receiving. And then we come together and we compare, okay, what did you hear? This is what I heard. All right. What does that look like for you to be, be in obedience and see the, the fruit of what God is trying to, trying to tell you and instruct you. Yeah. In? So, um, well, that's interesting because it really is like you're, you're helping to not necessarily to interpret it, but to bring steps to it so that there is an yeah. obedience process. Cause I feel like every time God speaks, it's like, Jesus is up in heaven going, are they going to listen? Like, are they going to, you know, like yeah. he loves us so much. And it's like, the, when you help, one of my favorite jobs is to do exactly what you're saying. I feel like you're doing it as a, as a um, service to the body of Christ and, and beyond. And what I, what I find myself and I, I volunteer countless hours. So that's where I sit down with friends who, and they, they always have an excuse. Like my wife's the prophetic one or my friend down the street, they had a vision once. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just because you're not focused on how you hear God. So like, let's go into there's, he's wired you for this. He's created you for this. And it's so beautiful to watch people because once there's a few moments where they get their listening styles, you would say, yeah. uh, and I like that you were use the word telepathic because that word was similar to what Paul said The uh, he used a word that we now derive psychics from, unfortunately, but basically yeah. it was this place of it's a, another sense that's beyond it's a spiritual sense. And unfortunately the new age and the, you know, the, the, the different movements have taken these words and branded them and, and, and like all of a sudden we can't have them anymore because the church mm -hmm. is afraid, you know, versus actually the majority of the way God speaks is through impressions within and yeah. through speaking to us through, it could be a verbal image or, or a picture image or 
a sense or a feeling. And we need to learn all these because it's all biblical. It's all there. And so I like that you use that because I feel like when I've trained my friends or helped my friends or helped people out who are acquaintances that usually like three or four conversations in, they never call me again for a prophetic word or for any of that. They're calling me to tell me what God's doing in their life. Yeah. And that's when you know it's good fruit. You're like, you're, they're not, they're not like looking at you like you're my source. I guess psychic would be like, Oh, what exactly. do I do now? Who do I marry? They're actually you so in tune with God. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, I know God. I don't need a, I don't need a telephone line. I need a direct connection. And so I love that you're doing this. Tell us some of the stories that you love that have happened since you've started this. Oh man, where, um, where do I start? So I have uh, one client when I started meeting with her, she was living with her mom and she was trying to figure out, um, she knew that she wanted to own a business, but she had no idea what God was calling her to. And during one of our sessions, he actually gave her the name of her wow. business before name. she knew what the business was she knew the name before she knew what the business that's was cool. for the name that's and cool. then, how god does it it's amazing yeah and he started to unravel the the theme of of what it would look like i had another client um she was in a at the time she didn't realize it but she was in a narcissistic uh relationship and situation and we met and the lord revealed to her i have so much better for you and wow. she was able to get freedom from that and, and leave that. And she's in a much healthier space. Um, I have another client who uh, he's actually um, up at Bethel right now, but he was at a transition point where he was trying to figure out uh, what is my purpose? Where do I go? There was, there were too many options because he's yeah. really talented. And, um, and the Lord was basically telling him, you get to decide, but by the way, this is your anointing. And this is the calling I have over you. And he was able to make the decision to go to grad school, get his MBA, and he has a full scholarship now. Oh, so, that's awesome. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to see. And, and then I get, I get letters from clients months after I've met with them. Um, I got a letter from a client in France who reached out to me and said, hey, um, this health issue that we were, were talking about it got resolved. Like, you know, wow. uh, the Lord revealed what the key was and now I'm, I'm much better. I'm healthier. I'm thriving with my son. And so, um, there, there are countless stories, but those are some of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so funny. Cause one of my mentors, when I was a teenager, I remember walking up to this lady, just who's walking on the street and said, do you know the health issue you have that they've called? Like, I think it was fibromyalgia and other stuff that the doctors yeah. put a name on it, but you haven't been able to get over it. And the woman said, yeah. And she said, you have a generational potassium deficiency. I just heard God show me and, and she goes, and God showed you something in prayer about your health yesterday. And the woman's like, well, I'm not a very spiritual person, but I did say, God, if you're out there, like, show me what you want me to do. Like if I'm supposed to live and I heard this and she told her what she heard, it was about going to a medical process. And she goes, I'm telling you that God's with you. He wants to give you your energy back. He's, he's for you. And I remember just, you know, I was 16 or something, you know, when I saw that and I, and I've been around the prophetic, but it was so cool because it was outside the normal zone of church. And it was yeah. with a woman who's walking by where God of all the universe, here's the concern of her heart, like a biblical story. And like this all happened. I watched it. I was like going, I want to help people. Like I want to, I want to help people help people too. I want to help. So, so when I hear you, it's really cool because I feel like it's those moments where you can, you can only prophesy over so many people in your life, really, and do prayer ministry. But man, when you're training people to hear from God, it multiplies. And when you're training people to listen, to truly listen, it really multiplies. So I love those stories because even the first one where the woman gets the name of her company, if any of you who are listening has ever had to name a book, a company, a child, it is so, <laughs> it's, it could be one of the most anxiety-filled 
experiences of your life, or if you're trying to start something, like you're not sure where to go, and all of a sudden you get a name. And I've had that happen where a name of something has dropped on me that was out of the blue. I wasn't yeah. thinking of, I didn't have the project in me yet. And all of a sudden a name comes. I'm like, that's a book. I'm supposed to write that, you know? Yep. Excuse me. Or our, my name's a God show that's on TBN right now. Randomly, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I want to do a, a series on a teaching series on the names of God. People need to know how to access you, God. And I'm just, oh, wait, you want that. You're telling me that. Oh, wait, I'm saying it like it's, you know, oh, that's your idea. And then a producer called me the same day and was like, hey, I have a show and a budget and whatever for TV and they want to work with you. And what, what's an idea you have? And I'm like, well, uh, I just had one, you know, but it was totally a God idea. So I love what you're talking about because I think he's so much easier to access and connect to than we think he is. And to have oh. someone outside of the visible, structure of the church doing it in a way that really serves people differently and uniquely i think it's so cool because it helps different people who wouldn't access maybe can go for prayer at the end of a service for a really yeah. serious issue or a really mm -hmm. big transitional time they they don't know who those people are they don't know if they're really going to help if they're really yeah. trained they don't they don't know and but they I might come to someone like you and say hey can you help me pray through something or work through something i love that yeah i think my favorite aspect of what we do is that we're open to those who are in the church and those who are outside of it. And um, I, the Lord reminded me right after I mentioned, oh yeah, those are some of my favorites. I actually um, helped a woman come to Christ through awesome. this process because she was into crystals. She was into energy, you know, all the, the yeah. benefits um, of, of the prophetic. And once she experienced hearing Holy spirit for herself, she said, this is the truth. And, and I, I want in wow. and, uh, and, and she did get saved. So I call them pre-believers. I don't even call yeah, them non-believers. Like, it's just a, it's just a matter of time. I'm like so, Daniel Joseph too. I'm like, isn't God the one who gives dreams? I'm not, I'm not saying only Christians get dreams. I'm saying anybody can have a dream and any, it's the, the glory of God's friends to seek out answers. You know, I just love that. Well, yeah. tell, tell us how people get a hold of you. How can they access your books and your resources and even Get an appointment with the the, the center for. Well, tell me the name again because I don't want to say it wrong. Prophetic listening. Um, the center for prophetic listening. Yes, we're a spirit filled uh, executive life coaching company, but we you can find us on propheticlistening.com. dot um, okay. and that's where all of my books, all of my resources, e courses, all of that propheticlistening.com. dot com, and um, we're we're here to serve you. Well, Michelle, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing some of your story, and thank you for sharing the resource of what you're doing. I just pray God multiplies and I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your, your help and, and your, your encouragement, actually. That's been a real blessing to me. Oh, and I forgot to mention you, you wrote a book um, about breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, a devotional. I bought that for myself and for my family and we've seen so much fruit come from it. And so I just want to thank you because part of what I'm experiencing now is birthed out of, of that book. Oh, that's and, so awesome. And no, I love that. I'm like you. I want to give tools away. So uh, absolutely. I love that. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for being with us today. I love to create resources that really empower you. And I created a book called Breakthrough Prophecies, Prayers and Declarations, which is all about God's name of breakthrough biblically in the Bible and how we are in a breakthrough moment, a moment that we need God to bring a sudden change in our lives, in our governments, in our finances, in our health. And this book is perfect for you because you're going to go through about 11 or 12 different areas of prophesying over yourself, praying for your life, and declaring the word 
over your situation and it will bring you breakthrough because God always promises to partner to our prayers and declarations that are biblical based. Plus the prophecies themselves came at a deep time of prayer and meditation with God where he spoke these to me and I wrote them in the book form so that you can wrap your heart and your spirit around it. Along with Breakthrough, we also have Provision, which is the second book in the series, all about prophecies, prayers, and declarations about bringing God as a provider into your life. For every destiny, there's a resource and a provision from heaven for you right now. But we have a special on these books. There's a bundle at only our website, www.bowlsministries.com, just for you. I want to encourage you to get Breakthrough and Provision now. It's going to help you to rein in 2021 and live in 2021 and the way that you want to. I wanna encourage you to get this bundle for you or the people you love, especially if you need well-crafted, constructed prayers that help bring spiritual intelligence about how to use the Word of God and the prophetic words you're getting right now. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.